Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. In the NOCO is supported by Blue Federal Credit Union, with locations from Denver to Cheyenne, helping members tap into the power of community. More information at bluefcu.com. You're listening to In the NOCO, a daily slice of Northern Colorado news and happenings. It's Friday, September 22nd. I'm Erin O'Toole. We're celebrating Hispanic Heritage Month with a series of conversations with Hispanic and Latino changemakers, innovators, and creators. In 2021, Nikki Gonzalez became Colorado's first Latina state historian. For the longtime history professor, studying and teaching the subject is very personal. When I was state historian, I would dedicate my presentations and my activities to my paternal grandmother, who I never met, um, but who was a single mother of three boys here in Denver. Um, her family, they were um, miners and they worked in the agricultural fields of northern Colorado, Boulder County. I think the most satisfying thing has been being able to honor my family's history. She teaches history at Regis University, where she also helps lead diversity and inclusion initiatives. Nikki Gonzalez, welcome to In the NoCo. Thank you so much. I, I really appreciate you having me. Now, you are the first Latina to hold the role of Colorado State Historian since that position was created, gosh, almost 100 years ago in 1924. Now that your term is over, I'm wondering, how do you feel about that now? What did that mean to you? Oh, my goodness. I would say that it was probably one of the more meaningful professional experiences that I've ever had. And I would even say personal experiences because I think it was deeply personal for me. And I've been reflecting on it still quite a bit um, about what it meant and kind of the journey that I was on and the relationships that I established because of that. Now, one of your goals in your role as state historian was to shine a light on untold stories from Colorado's past and to to make what we think of as history more inclusive to everyone. I'm wondering if there was a specific historical event or happening that you wanted to highlight. Yes. And, and what was the result? Absolutely. So, yes, I did go in with the um, desire to amplify stories that hadn't been told before and I would say that, I mean, it, it, the year itself was a bit of a blur, but it was a blur of those experiences. So I was invited to so many events, including events in Fort Collins about the beat workers, um, in Leadville about the the Irish miners and their families who were buried in the pauper grave. Um, you know, Lafayette, there was a community historian who was telling a local story that, that is really important. And so uh, all of those different experiences really I think, um, just made my experience very satisfying. One thing that's always been interesting to me is that there are still a lot of people who think of our state's history as kind of a frontier mining and ranching towns in the Old West. But there is so much more diversity to our history. I know one area of interest for you here is the Chicano movement in Colorado. And for people who may not know about its significance, what should we know about this movement here? Oh, that's a great question. So people, I would really love it if people knew how important Colorado was to the national Chicano movement. Um, Colorado was definitely one of the epicenters of that movement. And it's also important to know that when we say the term Chicano movement, we're really meaning 
a lot of different movements um, throughout mainly the Southwest and California that, um, you know, had a similar set of goals, which was the, you know, the furtherance of the civil rights of Mexican-American people and, you know, who, who adopted the name Chicano um, during that period. And so, yes, Colorado was absolutely an important part of that. Well, we are talking with you during Hispanic Heritage Month. Could you talk about how your background and your culture shaped who you are today? Oh, it shapes everything. So I often, you know, those who know me know I really like James Baldwin. And I often refer to a quote out of his 1965 essay called uh, "White The White Man's Guilt. And um, it's a quote that talks about how we carry our histories with us and all of our frames of reference, our aspirations, the way we see the world is really shaped by our histories. And I've always been deeply interested in knowing more about my own story and because of racism, because of, a, you know, history of oppression. And, you know, for some of us, including my family, the history is, is not always pleasant. And, you know, it's a, it's a history of struggle. And so there's always been a reluctance in my family to, to talk too much about the past until recently. And so I would say that my, um, my identity, my heritage, my history has been one of like searching for it, <laughs> searching for my identity. And I see that paralleled with the, the Latino community or the Chicano community as well. Um, kind of like we, we are demanding in some ways to, to know our history. And, and that's a good thing. Well, I wonder if there was something specific that drew you to study history versus going into some kind of activism or finding this fulfillment somewhere else. That, that's a great question, too. So I, I tend to be more introverted and really from so, you know, being out there and being an activist really doesn't fit my personality too much. So I feel like I can contribute through my scholarship, through the, you know, the personal relationships that I develop. And I've been interested in stories and the stories of people, really nonfiction stories since since I was a little kid. I mean, I remember in second and third grade being drawn to stories about American leaders. My parents got me a set of books. And then at school, I just read through this entire series of books about um, American Indian leaders and, and uh, warriors and people who had these great stories. And so I've always been interested in the stories of people. And I think, you know, my professional career has followed that trajectory. And when it comes to Hispanic or Latino contributions to Colorado history, is, is there something you wish more people knew about, maybe a specific story that you wish had more attention? Yeah, I mean, I guess it's just a collection of stories. I wish people knew just how deeply rooted um, the Latino people are in, in this history. Um, we were here, you know, uh, we have indigenous roots. Uh, we were here very early. And I would also want them to know the indigenous history as well. Um, but I would want them to know that, you know, the, the deep, the, the, the history long ago that reaches, you know, before Colorado was a state, before the United States was even a country, you know, this was, this was indigenous land. And then the, it was part of New Spain. And then it was part of Mexico. And so... I wish people really understood that that was that is a really rich history too. Definitely. That is professor and former Colorado state historian Nikki Gonzalez. It's been so wonderful to chat with you. Thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, thank you for having me and I really appreciate you doing this series. 
In 2020, Gonzalez was appointed by Governor Jared Polis to serve on the state's Geographic Naming Advisory Board, which helps replace the names of geographic features and areas bearing derogatory titles, something Gonzalez says helps the state reckon with problematic elements of its racial past. She and board members recently took on the high-profile renaming of Mount Evans, the namesake of a disgraced Colorado territorial governor. The iconic 14er is now called Mount Blue Sky. Do you have a comment or question about the show? Is there something you'd like to know more about or maybe an interesting person you think we should talk to? Email us at noco at kunc.org. That's N-O-C-O at kunc.org. And if you didn't get a chance to hear our conversation last week with Colorado's first Latina congresswoman, Yadira Caraveo, you can find that at kunc.org. Just look for the In the NoCo page under Shows and Podcasts. That's it for us today here on In the NoCo. We'll be back with you on Tuesday. Our producer is Jocelyn Mesa Miranda. Robin Vincent is our executive producer. I'm Erin O'Toole. Have a great weekend.